Brought to you by Hug House Productions. Before we begin the episode, we wanted to let you know that Valence is participating in the new Apollo Partners program created by Apollo Podcasts, an app dedicated to audio dramas. If you'd like to listen to the next two episodes of Valence Season 3 in advance of their public release, you can purchase access to them now in the free Apollo Podcasts app. Valence is a serialized fiction podcast with discussions and depictions of struggles with mental health. You can check our show notes or the transcripts on valencepod.com for a full list of content warnings. It's important to take care of yourself, especially here in New Candler. Before we go in, I should warn you all. Mm-hmm. Fuck! Teddy is... Oh. Friendly. <sighs> what does that even mean? Friendly in a way we need to watch out for, or...? I don't think so, no. He's just... a people person. <laughs> in the same way you are? Grace? Hey, you all made it. I've been getting a little worried when two o'clock came and went with no word. Hi, Teddy. I didn't mention we were taking the scenic route, remember? Yeah, but you forget. I've seen you drive. Not to be rude or anything, but do you mind if we go inside? Not at all. Come on in. Are any of you thirsty? I've got lemonade, sweet tea, water, still or sparkling. Uh, probably a couple beers somewhere in the back of the fridge. So not in the same way Grace is. <laughs> you have one hell of a house, Mr. Galford. Please, call me Teddy. Everybody does. Are you sure we won't be underfoot, all of us staying here like this? No, no, not at all. Kit and the girls are at the townhouse until school starts back up, and I spend most of my time at the office anyway, so the place is practically all yours. The townhouse? In D.C., of course. Can't very well ask my girls to live out of hotels if they want to come to the city where Dad works. Of course. I must admit, I was a little surprised to hear from Grace after all these years. Last time she was out this way, we had a... uh, I'm gonna call it a difference of opinion. (laughs) You're very polite calling it that. Learned some whole new words I can't use in front of my mama. Maybe we could save that story for another time? Right now, we would love to be able to put our things down and enjoy not being in a car anymore. Also, hi. Yeah, not to be too blunt about it, but we are wanted criminals, and this place is more window than not, so, uh... Would you mind if we put up some magic protections? We would, of course, take them down when we left, and they shouldn't interfere with anything while they're in place. 
Not at all. Fire away. And when you're done with that, you all can have your pick of the guest rooms. And the Wi-Fi password is on the fridge. The green sticky note. Hope you don't think me a bad host, but I've got to run. Meeting downtown with some folks in... Hell's bell, 16 minutes. Uh, I should be back before 9, but don't wait up. Weirdo, normie. (laughs) (laughs) Liam, what is a weirdo normie? Can someone be both a weirdo and a normie? So normal you hook back around again to weird? Oh yeah, absolutely. So Grace, how did you two meet? Work. This was well before the TEA. Maybe even before I met Luis? Teddy was part of Senator Casper's staff. I met her once. On assignment. That makes sense. Sorry, why is that? Caspar liked Muse security at her events. Ah. Eh, she paid better than average and was always pretty friendly, so it wasn't the worst. Just a little strange. I suspect some of that was Teddy's influence. He was, still is, a strong advocate for Muse rights, particularly when it comes to employment. <laughs> He's very likely the reason that I haven't needed more lectures from you all. Mm. Well, at least that's something. Anyway, after Casper retired, Teddy became a lobbyist. We didn't talk nearly as much then. By that point, I was getting the TEA started. But it sounds like he probably won't sell us out. I wouldn't have suggested we come here otherwise. Come on, Nico. Let's go set those wards up. Oh, actually, I I was wondering if I... You want to help? I think it would be therapeutic somehow. Keeping her out instead of... Just keeping her out. Yeah, of course. Let's go do that. You know, you've grown a lot as a person. Liam, they remind me a lot of you. (laughs) That would make sense, given the relationship. No, I... Okay, yeah, also that. But you, when I first met you, you were pretty not okay for a while. And it's just cool to see them coming out from under that shadow like you did, but also totally different. (laughs) Not okay is putting it mildly, I think. But that is a good way to describe Riley's influence. A shadow we were kept under. Getting away from that was... disorienting, to say the least. Not to butt in, but we've got a small issue we should take care of. What is it? Calm down. I didn't mean it like that. We're just short on supplies is all. First aid stuff and food. Teddy seemed nice, but I don't think he signed up to feed seven people for several days even if he could probably afford it. Somebody needs to make a grocery run. I'll go. Are you sure? 
You're too recognizable. I don't care. I need to do something. I feel useless. I'll go with and disguise us both. I could use something to do, too. Works for me. We can put together a shopping list while you do that. Protein bars, crunchy peanut butter, Gatorade, raisins... Fuck no! Cross those off. Who put them on the list in the first place? Does it matter? <laughs> I'm doing the risk math of who'll be pissed if we come back without them. Ooh, somebody's afraid of Big Bad Sarah. Absolutely I am. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done something that feels this normal. Stocking up on shelf-stable prepper food is normal. Huh. You're not wrong. I mean, yeah, we're on the run, so on the run food, <sighs> but, like... We haven't had a real meal in ages. You know, there is that massive kitchen at the house, with the stove faucet thing, even. And Teddy did say we could have free run of the entire place. You're going to make me cook for you, aren't you? Make is such a strong word. <laughs> okay, yeah, fuck it, fine. <laughs> you seem... different? Like, less... Mm, certainly, certainly. Mm, than you are in the car. Hmm. I think... this feels closer to normal. It's nice. It helps drown out the voices for a bit. Like the rude dickbag conscience cricket voice? <laughs> More like the nosy Morgan voice. The what? My rude inner critic voice. Ever since the, uh, well, that night, it hasn't sounded like me anymore. It sounds like Morgan. But that's... I mean, that's probably normal, right? That's... I mean, trauma does all kinds of... Nico, your face is starting to worry me. Shut up for a second. Okay, so yeah, trauma can definitely do all kinds of buckwild fuckery, and you have in no way given me enough to go on here. But, uh, sounds bad. That sounds bad. And it sounds like something we're going to need to talk to the gang about. Maybe bring in Soul. I figure they know things. But before all that, um, first and foremost, you need to tell me everything. Okay. Stop that. What? The tapping. Oh, I... I hadn't even realized I was doing it. You want any help with dinner? No. No, we're all right. You're still going to tell them, right? Yes. Good, because this is basically ready to serve up. I even made garnishes and shit. So go let everybody know we're about to eat. I'll bring everything out. You sure you don't want... Go. Nico says dinner's ready, so we should, um... Where's Mahira and Noel? They're out back, last I saw. Yeah, she was getting fidgety inside. I can go get them.
Oh, whatever we're having, it smells incredible. When was the last time we even had the time to sit down to dinner together? And whose fault is that, do you think? You do seem to have a complicating effect on everyone around you. Can we talk to Sol after dinner? I can send them a message, see if they're free, sure. Who are we messaging? Sol. What about? Just some questions about something Nico and I talked about at the store. Uh-huh. We're addressing that later. With Sol. Food coming out, nobody get in the way. Ooh, dibs on a corner piece. The crispy cheese? The crispy cheese. We're fine. How about you? Are you well? No trouble since... since we last talked? Mm, everything seems fine. Quiet, which I hope isn't a sign for something brewing in the background. But Baby! <laughs> I miss her too. Could you... Could you boop her for me? Consider it done. However, I'm guessing you didn't want to talk just for that. So, spill the beans. What's going on? Liam? Yes, I... Of course, of course. So, there's a, um... You're aware of, uh, I have an inner monologue. See? Uh That's not, that's not unusual. And it is often very negative and critical. Yeah, understandable. Too critical, if you ask me. Yes, but also, well, it used to be my own voice saying those things to me. Used to be? Yes. And now it's... It's Morgan Riley. What? I'm what? sorry, what? Hate that. Oh, I don't trust that at all. Yeah, that was my... That's what I said. What's she saying? How long has this been going on? Is there anything else you've noticed? Yeah, okay. Con calma, mi gente. Con calma. All good questions that I also want answered. Noel. That's an interesting question. What? makes you ask that? A bad feeling. I can't put my finger on what just yet. Mm. Okay. Bien. I trust your gut, in particular when it comes to Morgan. Liam? She says a lot of things that my inner critic used to say, too. That I'm not good enough, that I'm not useful, that I make things worse for everyone else around me. Sometimes she almost sounds like a machine. She'll try to drown things out with static, or take like... I don't know, it sounds like a shutter clicking. Alright, well first up, you know it's not true that you make things worse for people. Eh. It's not. Tell them when it started. The night I lost my magic. The night you got hit by the harmony? Yes, 
to assume anything. When it comes to Riley, I think you're right. Assumptions were part of what held us back with her from the start. But couldn't it just be a trauma response? Por cierto, yeah, yeah, that could be a possibility, of course. Liam, would you be comfortable keeping track of what she does or doesn't do over the next few days? You know, like taking notes and then sending them to me so that I can read them and look them over? I can try. I don't know if she'll change as she feels observed. Liam, you're referring to her as a separate entity. Yeah, picked up on that. I... Hmm. Uh Uh-huh, well, I wondered when you would notice that. Hmm. Okay. More than anything else, that is what is causing me to be concerned. Even if it does turn out to be a straightforward bog-standard trauma response, I would want to talk to someone about how to approach that. Approach? Uh, You can't want to just leave things the way they are, right? Is there another option? Having her voice rattling around in your head? If it were me, I wouldn't be able to get rid of her fast enough. Is there any chance that there's, like, a link between this and you not having... uh, between this and your magic? How do you mean? Like, what if you're playing mind games on yourself and you're using her voice to do it? Making some kind of mental block? Maybe. I can do some more digging and let you know if I find anything. It's a niche subject of study. I'm going to necessitar, you know, a fucking miracle, but sure. Static. The camera sounds... It almost sounds like she's a computer virus. Say that again. That it sounds like a computer virus? Fuck. Oh no. I'm going to hate what you say next, aren't I? Fuck. Uh, why fuck? What fuck? What the fuck? Mierda, mierda. I would like to second the what the fucking here. I would need to reach out to experts, I would want you to run some tests, and I would need to do a lot more research, and I would I would need some help. But I have a hypothesis now, and it is objectively terrible. But it is something, which is more than what we had before. And the something is that Liam has a, a Morgan Riley virus? What does that even mean? Well, she's doing the static again, so it seems like she doesn't want me to hear this, so that seems like a good sign. Coward. She stopped it. Jesus. Must be a fun time up there. Absolutely raucous and roaring. Noelle, you said oh no. What is going on? Her magic's focus is data. Well, fuck. Is this what it feels like to hate being right? I don't like it. Liam, what if your magic isn't gone? What if the harmony doesn't just... Scoop it out of people and throw it away. Then, then where does the magic where go? Where does the magic go? The magic. When people have their halos on or are in range of a haven, we've been told that there's just a wall on our ability to connect with the magic inside of us. But when I tried to use mine with a halo on, it was more like a... Hmm. No, go on. It felt more like it got snatched away from me whenever I tried to use it. 
And with the harmony... It's not just a wall. No. It feels like it was just scooped out of me. So if it's out of me, then where is it now? Oh, fuck that. Okay, so there was something about Hope's story. Got it. The CAPTCHA. Oh. Oh my god, how could I not have noticed that? How could I have been so stupid? It was directly in front of me. I was working on it the entire time. Someone please explain for the old person in the room. Everyone who does anything with Halo as a company has to complete a form, submit it, complete a CAPTCHA. But it's not just picking which pictures have a boat or identifying curvy letters. You have to drag and drop part of an image into where it goes on the rest of the image. Show me. Pulling it up now... Nico. It's a fucking sigil. It's... How the fuck does she even know how to... This... This is ancient. This is old shit. This is ancestral magic family shit. Nobody does this anymore. You want to walk us through what it does? Without context, I'd have no clue. Sigils do what they're designed to do. Assuming you do them right, but nobody does them. Nobody teaches this because... I don't know, probably the same reason they don't teach any old family shit. But in this context, I think we can guess what it does. It tells the magic where to go. Mm Mm-hmm. She's stealing and hoarding magic with a capture. (laughs) The fucking blatant audacity of just... She's making people sign away their whole shit, and nobody even knows because nobody looks at these! Which still leaves the question of where she's hoarding the magic. The battery. The what? The thing we stole in Paladide. That's why it felt magically fucky? I couldn't... I couldn't figure out why! And it's just been in a tote bag in the trunk for ages with stolen magic. Some of which is Liam's. But she's got it locked up tight, which is why I could not tell. How hard would it be to get around this? Like, would it take an act of God? Like, do I just need to sacrifice my firstborn? Assuming, of course, that this is what's going on. Mm, Not impossible, but definitely a pain. Depending on how thorough Riley was. Very. And this isn't the only one. There is a tiny little, it's essentially a charging block for your phone. A little storage unit for power being funneled through larger devices she referred to as siphons, which should have been a clue. I apologize, just, there was so much that I saw happening and never spoke up about, never investigated. The only reason I know about the siphons is because there was an issue with zoning and permits for one of them a few years ago. Oh my god. That's when she started cozying up to the people in charge of those matters, actually. Do you know where the siphon is? No. I'm sorry. Sir, do you think your team can- Already on it. Hey, how much information are we okay giving them about- Never mind. I trust my hacker babies. Okay. So, if she's been hoarding stolen magic and- 
presumably using it herself, this'll help weaken that layer of armor. Taking out the siphon stations will also grind production to a halt. She can't personally charge up every single Halo Haven in Harmony. I just... I think it's worth reiterating that she is a reprehensible human being beyond description. Using people's stolen magic to steal more magic and turn it into a shameful thing. Continuing the cycle forever. Not forever. No. With any luck, we can break the cycle and make it so she can never do this again. If this is also what she did to Alicia, to everyone in the testing programs... Then figuring out how to fix it for Liam might mean we could help all of them, too. Yeah! Oh. Oh, then that's, uh... Well, that feels like a silver lining. It does feel like it's been a while since we had one of those. So... What next? Of course, some muses still have familiars. I mean, is that... Is that a thing? Is that anything? Just Would that be ridiculous? Maybe. But everything about this is ridiculous. There doesn't feel like there's a downside to trying. Is it possible, probably with the help of a muse, maybe one with an animal-related focus, uh, could you use soap to help with some kind of... establishing a sort of long-distance connection with me to get a jump on testing? Is that absurd? Uh, more so than everything else about this, I mean. I've heard weirder. Hell, I've done weirder. The Salvai family does use some pretty old styles of magic. Nico, would- No. You don't even know what I was going to ask yet. I do, and no. But if there are any books, or- No! Or anyone still on not-completely-horrible-terms-with-you? As if I give Hang a on. fuck. Shut up. I might have someone. Someone with an animal focus? Yes. Espero? Espero que sí? A veterinarian. She's my... She's my stepsister. Where are we headed? Louisiana. Outside of Monroe. I'll ask her if we can come. We haven't really talked in a while. Dana? Yeah. Once you give the word, I can leave Teddy a note and we can leave in the morning. Valence is a Hug House production. You can find more information at hughouse.productions. Valence is created by me, Will Williams. This episode was written by Katie Yeomans and edited and sound designed by Will Williams. This episode was directed by Ann Baird and Katie Yeomans, transcribed by Katie Yeomans, and produced by Ann Baird. The theme music was composed by Travis Reeves. This episode was performed by Josh Rubino as Liam Alden and Liam's inner voice, Naomi McMillan as Morgan Riley. John Westover as Nico Salvi, Caleb Del Rio as Flynn Velasco, Jordan Cobb as Sarah Harris, Katie Chin as Grace Chen, Ishani Kanatkar as Mahira Varma, Alex Welch as Noel Alden, Elena Fernandez-Collins as Soledad Marquez, Salvatore Hall as Teddy Galford, and Sable as Soap. We'd also like to thank Alina Gorman for supporting Season 3 of Valence on Indiegogo. You can find our full cast list and information on how you can support this indie podcast on valencepod.com. Until next time, protect your magic. Looking for another great podcast to listen to? We recommend you check out Internet Hate Machine from Cool Zone Media. In her new show, 
Host Bridget Todd explains how bad actors use the internet to target and silence marginalized people, especially Black women. Excluding these groups from discourse and desensitizing us to sexist, racist attacks makes us all less safe. So Bridget is talking with people who have been the targets of coordinated attacks, activists who are fighting back, and experts to help break down the deliberate agenda behind it. Listen to Internet Hate Machine wherever you get your podcasts.